Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. We're heading inside the tent with an injury update from the Las Vegas Raiders. That's right. And this quarter of In the Huddle is brought to you by the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. And we have, uh, as we do at this time every week, uh, our guests from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas, Dr. Robert O'Dell and Dr. Stephen Shaw. Guys, how are you doing this week? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks. Man. All right. So um, we're, we're, we're less than 24 hours away from uh, the big game tomorrow. Last time we talked, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers into Allegiant Stadium um, in a game I don't think a lot of people necessarily thought the Raiders were going to win, but here we are. Uh, they just keep winning yeah, football baby. games just win. at important times. Um, i got to ask both of you guys a question. You guys are doctors, so um, do you guys believe in momentum? Is there is there such a thing, a real thing, uh, as momentum, and, and how do we quantify that? I'm just going to throw that question out to Dr. Odell first. I don't know because uh... – you know, uh, these guys are pros, and uh, it's really hard to say. I think, uh, I think, I, I do think that I do think at some teams peak in in all sports. You know, teams come on at the end of the season aren't playing much better. Those could be some of the intangibles, like the coaching and things like that. Uh, but I, I and a momentum to the extent that momentum uh, stands for a team playing better together. Uh, yeah, I believe in that. As far as a, like a spirit or something like that, I'm not sure. These guys are pros, and they and they uh, they've been there and done that at all levels and done very well. They believe in themselves. Uh, I think momentum in this case would be more applied to the uh, uh, to, to the kind of the organization, you know, the coaching, all that. And and there may be some individuals that are in better shape than than before. But I think it, I think at the answer, it's fairly complex. Doctor Shaw. Please? I, I think the answer is simple. I think the answer is yes. If you were to ask uh, any head coach of any major college or pro team, uh, momentum is huge. I mean, all it, could, all it could take is just one fumble recovery, one interception, and that switches momentum in your direction. Suddenly everybody wants to get out and, and try harder and work harder and, and, uh, and, and just win, baby. Uh, I think momentum is huge. I think once it gets well, going, know, it's hard to stop. Yeah, and, and, and one of the reasons I asked that is because in your line of work, especially dealing with, um, you know, with, with patience and with pain um, and, and getting people on the road to recovery sometimes, uh, I, I would think anyway, where some small victories where, you know, you start seeing the results, you know, the, your, your patients start seeing some of the results of what you guys do, it, it probably inspires them a little bit to, like you said, Try harder, focus even more uh, to 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 maybe expedite their recovery process. Have you guys seen that as doctors? Where um, maybe not momentum, maybe that's the wrong word, but something that helps push your patients because they're starting to get on a roll. They're starting to see the the well, fruits of their labor. That's different, Vinny, because there's nobody pushing against unless yep. they have a setback like a stroke or get an infection or something like that. We're all going in the same direction, and I think. Yeah, that's a de- definitely a, a good use of the word because I, I have seen it every day when people start feeling their feet with neuropathy treatments, you know, get a positive uh, response to a block, 
I mean, I can talk till I'm blue in the face about the physiology of the healing, but until you viscerally feel it, you know, it's, it's, it, that's, that, that's the difference. But we don't have a 380-pound uh, linebacker or 280-pound linebacker, you know, get ready to knock you off your uh, turf, uh, getting off your feet. We, we, we have the patients all going in the right direction and presumably have no, have no opposition in, in, other than Mother Nature, if that makes sense. And you got you to remember that treatment, uh, typically treatment is more of a process than a miraculous event. And sometimes that process will take 10 treatments, sometimes it takes 20 treatments, but along the way, you do measure the small victories, like you said. If somebody has difficulty turning their neck, you know, to the left, and uh, we, we've increased it by 10% at treatment number three, well, that, to me, is building momentum. And exactly. when, you show a patient, when you show the patient the objective proof that they're getting better, then I would have to think that just the patients themselves are motivated to want to go even further. Yeah. Yeah, no, quite agree. no question. Yeah. We're talking to Dr. Robert Odell and Dr. Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center. Uh, they are a highly specialized interventional pain practice that focuses on healing patients through multiple uh, uh, moda- modalities, uh, from uh, holistic to interventional. Uh, they provide focus on personalized non-surgical treatment solutions tailored to each Per, uh, patient and their focus is on sp- spine energy medicine, sports medicine, uh, and regenerative applications such as tissue therapies and uh, PRP. Uh, guys, one of the things I wanted to talk uh, about today was arthritis and um, how common is that? I, I, I remember when I was a kid seeing all the commercials about our, our, our you know arthritis uh, creams and and you know therapies and all that type of stuff that would be on uh, commercials. Is, is it? just as prevalent today and, and how can you guys help uh, in that regard for people that are experiencing arthritis Dr. Ross? I yeah I, I would have to say it's just as prevalent if not more people more. are more active there are more weekend warriors now today than there were when I first started uh, you know pe- people are into you know dancing on the weekends and and uh, any all kinds of physical activity but you have to remember Arthritis is the result of degeneration or wear and tear on on your spine and your your joints. Uh, so the, you know the, the equation is simple: the more and, and harder you play, uh, the more degeneration and wear and tear you're going to have on your body, and that's what leads to the arthritis, the the um, the inflammatory process that happens. And unfortunately, it it is a permanent condition, and you have to find ways to deal with it. You could have. Uh, 10 cents worth of arthritis, or you could have $100 worth of arthritis, or anywhere in between, but it all results in, in, in an inflammatory process or inflammation. Uh, in, you know, when you, when you look at medicine, most of the key uh, words that are used are Latin root, and any word ending with itis, I-T-I-S, means inflammation of. Arth means joint, so inflammation of the joints, arthritis. Uh, and like I said, there could be a little bit or there could be a lot. And what we try and do is help people minimize the inflammatory response so that those joints function better, so they can go back to their normal day-to-day routine with that with, I won't say without any pain, but at least with tolerable pain or, or uh, to a level to which they can, they can still perform at 100%. Dr. Odell, um, you know, they're, they're, the way uh, Dr. Shaw just described it, uh, and rightfully so, there is a little bit of inevitability uh, to to certain um, you know ailments. Um, if you're a weekend warrior and you're pushing yourself day after day after day, 
it's inevitable that your body is going to, you know, feel the effects of that eventually. Um, but, but are there things that can be done proactively to maybe, um, you know, push that off, that inevitability off? Uh, and is there a point of you don't want to get it to this point because it's, it's a little bit too far uh, out there at that point? Stuff that people need to be aware of in order for it to be mitigated and managed in yeah, a much there, better way. Yeah, there sure are. My sister, uh, younger sister, is going to have her knee replaced uh, uh, above, uh, above my objections uh, next week up in uh, up in Utah. But uh, she continued to run when I said, Cindy, you got to start using the machines. You know, I started using uh, uh, the machines uh, 15, 20 years ago. And if I have arthritis, it certainly doesn't manifest itself because none of my joints hurt. The... Um, the uh, uh, course uh, taking the the, the, the ultra cure that I spoke about in this program before the naturally occurring anti-inflammatories, um, just you know common sense in dealing in dealing with your body and and not subjecting it to the excessive pounding that you you know would get in the NFL. Uh, it, it's it's really um, common sense I think. Uh, and of course, remember some people are going to be more prone to it than others. Uh, we we all get that genes do play a part, but you can certainly mitigate this both both with your own personal lifestyle and with coming to see us and and letting us help guide you through ways to minimize or eliminate the pain due to the arthritis and decrease the risk of it uh, interfering with the rest of your life. What are some of the uh, treatments that you guys uh, have available to, to, like we said, help mitigate it and and get people to be able to get back out there uh, and do what they enjoy doing? Uh, well, from from a, from a chiropractic standpoint, I'll I'll say our the way we deal with arthritis is to try and restore function back into the joints. So, in other words, if somebody's arthritis is preventing them from bending forward and touching their toes, well, then we're going to try and manipulate the spine. Uh, to get the joints moving better and back on track so that they can bend forward and touch their toes. So whatever deficits they have, we, do, we try to improve that by restoring the function and the integrity of uh, the joints that are inflamed. Uh, for, from a modality standpoint, we have, we have a few tricks in the bag where we use cryotherapy to help minimize inflammation. We can use um, uh, EMS or electrical muscle stimulation to help reduce the swelling. There's, there's ultrasound, diathermy to help uh, reduce inflammation. But again, these are all therapy modalities that chiropractic and physical therapists uh, typically use. Dr. Odell, I'll go ahead. Our Synexus device reduces inflammation electrically through the skin. There's nothing like it in the world. Um, There are, of course, medications we can give. I'm a firm believer in UltraCure, the curcumin product that I use and that we sell at our clinic. I have very few aches and pains. I think I've said in this show many times as a result of taking uh, the, the, these uh, these uh, uh, pills uh, every day, and they're, they're naturally occurring. Uh, you can only get them at a doctor's office, but they really work because there's receptors, anti-inflammatory receptors in the body that respond to the curcumin, much as there are THC receptors and uh, opioid receptors, as everybody knows about. So uh, there's nothing wrong with using the body's natural ability to diminish the pain utilizing these naturally occurring substances. And, of course, if you have to take an NSAID, a uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, it's not as good, but that's okay, too, as long as your doctor watches your platelets, your, your stomach, and your kidneys 
to make sure that there's no side effects. And then, of course, in, in some cases, your heart, uh, that they can keep the, that can keep the inflammation down from a, from a more of a pharmacological standpoint. We're talking to Dr. Robert O'Dell and Dr. Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center. We talk about this all the time. Please give them a call, 702-257-7246. No matter what it is that you're dealing with, uh, you don't have to just fight it off by yourself. There's help out there, uh, and the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas uh, provides it. Um, Dr. O'Dell, I'm probably going to open up a little bit of a Pandora's box here, uh, but that's okay. Uh, We're all adults. We can can handle it. Um, You know, I know I talk to a lot of people who, you know, they, they want relief, they want, whether it's for pain or, or, or other things, but there's a reluctance and a fear uh, and sometimes a practicality uh, that exists when dealing with the medical world because the costs can sometimes be prohibitive and coverage uh, is, is, well, we know, you know, uh, how, how difficult it can be for some people to be able to get coverage. I know that this is near and dear to your heart and probably a little bit uh, on your blood pressure as well, uh, when when we start talking about medical coverage and things like that and some of the flaws in the system that we have. But are we any closer, Dr. Odell, uh, to, to paving the way uh, for something that works collectively or, or you know, because and, and it, it's a frustrating thing for a lot of people. Yeah, we, we just can't do that because if there's a universal health care system, there's going to be uh, the, the, uh, the few are going to be deciding for, for everybody. And uh, you're going to have... Uh, rationing and all that stuff it just doesn't work as flawed as our system is, it's the best there is the um, the friend of mine ralph weber wrote a book called rigged how uh insurance companies have ruined health care you know it could be the insurance companies the republicans the democrats everybody we have a rigged system where everything is price fixed if the government if i did what the government did because every everything we do was for medicare the price is fixed I'd be in an orange jumpsuit. I, sometimes I don't think people realize realize how uh, how uh, screwed up it is. I almost said corrupt. I, di- I didn't quite go that far, but it's really really sad. And of course, there's glaring gaps. I tell you one thing: if I see a pa- uh, patient in the field uh, outside and say, "What's wrong with you?" They tell me, and and they come in. I'll take their insurance. I'll just treat them for nothing. You know, there's always room in my schedule to help people. Because it's all it's it's not it's not a it's a business, but it really is is human beings. And uh, I'm not smart enough to fix the system. And my friend Ralph Weber, who wrote the book, might be the guy's an insurance genius. But but um, you know, who, why does health insurance pay for routine health care? Do do I have insurance to pay for my old changes? I mean, come on, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll 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 get into this. We'll we'll continue to get into this down the road because I'm I'm, I'm from your perspective as doctors, don't I think it's started, vital that Vinny. people. Vinny, what's don't that? Don't get me started. <laughs> oh well, we'll see about all that. But I, I just think it's it's important to hear from the doctor's uh, perspective uh, on this because uh, I think it would surprise some people uh, that where maybe well, the the problem but, actually Vinny, does lie. Uh, let me let me interrupt. What has happened is the doctors are so intent on competing, you know, beating each other up, um, egos, this, that, and the other thing, that many years ago the government learned they could divide and conquer. That's exactly what they did. And and granted, a medical practice is local. The government care, thank you very much, Lyndon Johnson, in 1965, part of it became national. Health care should be local. Health care should be run by the state, by each individual state's. 
when I moved from, from the People's Republic of California, I was amazed if I called the medical board, the pharmacy board, or any board, somebody answered in two rings here in the little state of Nevada. That doesn't happen in California because one problem with California, the state is just too big. It's eighth largest right. economy. You know, it's, you need a, 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 a Soviet Union showed that centralization does not work. You need local control, a local, local people making local decisions. And that's what we need to go back to if we ever will. I, I'm not sure. I know it won't happen in my lifetime, but it's a shame because I think a lot of people would benefit from, from more localized uh, control of health care, more localized management of health care. Steve, well, from I'm your sure lips, you're... from your lips to uh, a higher authority's uh, ears. Let's hope that uh, at some point we work Steve, our way uh, towards I that. I didn't mean to take Steve's time up. You agree? On <laughs> no, well said. Well said. I, I mean, it's it's not just uh, it's not just pain management where Doctor Odell thrives. It's all of medicine. Uh, you know, right. orthopedics, chiropractic, uh, pediatrics, all forms of medicines. We, we're fighting we're fighting uh, disease with one hand tied behind our back. So. Vinny, can I tell you a story that doesn't really affect me? When a Medicaid yes. in Nevada used to pay anesthesiologists about $35 a unit, Medicare has screwed uh, anesthesiologists for years. They're paying about $22 a unit. And somebody in Nevada arbitrarily decided to change Medicaid and pay Medicare fees to anesthesiologists about Three or four of the most talented pediatric anesthesiologists in this town that I know had to leave town because they couldn't afford, they couldn't stay here. That's a subtlety. Nobody cares about anesthesia unless you really need it. That's a subtlety that you don't don't read about in the RJ, and that's really a shame. It really is. Yep. Yep. No, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Uh, All right. So I'm not a stakeholder in that issue, you know. Right, exactly. It's Uh, wrong. Absolutely wrong. Completely agreed. All right, on a on a lighter note, Raiders Bengals tomorrow. Uh, I know you guys are now uh, big Raider fans uh, here in Las Vegas. I'm actually in Cincinnati, but uh, back in Las Vegas. All right, uh, any thoughts on the big game, guys? Win, It'll, it win by three <laughs> touchdowns. Ooh, I like it, Doctor Odell. <laughs> oh, go big or go home. Thirty-one to twenty-two Raiders. All right. I like it. Dr. Odell and Dr. Shaw, enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, can't wait to circle back to you guys next week. Enjoy Vinny, the weekend. Vinny, do, you know, do you know we have an extra uh, playoff game this year? Do you know that? No. Oh, yeah. We do actually. There's seven instead of six in each division. Yep. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, what is it? We got five games tomorrow, two, or no, there's this six weekend. Each. There's, there used yep. to be four on wild card. Now there's six. I had to get my wife's computer downstairs last night and say, wait a minute, what's going on here? I don't get this. The only buy is to the number one seed in each league, interestingly exactly. enough. I think the Bengals and the uh, – uh, uh, who is the one number one seed in, in the West? Uh, it's, the, it's the Tennessee Titans and Titans, the uh, Green Bay yeah. Packers have the bye weeks. Yeah, right. I mean, that's interesting. I don't know if that just was slipped in or if this is a – that happened several years ago, and I didn't notice it. But there's n- never been wild card weekend. Was only four games. Now it's six. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And we and, and we we love that because uh, we can't get enough football. Um, ka-ching, but it, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, enjoy the games this weekend, guys. Right. We will talk to you next week. Truly appreciate it. Thanks, Vinny. Right, get them ready. Sorry for the, sorry for the diatribe. 
Bye-bye. Not Thank at you. all. No, 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 not at all. Uh, we, all right. we, I, I'm, I'm interested in that, and I know our listeners are as well. Uh, you're in the – first of all, that was Dr. Robert Odell, Dr. Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Friday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Mike is on the line. How you doing, Raider Mike? Pies on. What's up, my man? Dr. Odell was a momentum killer. This team has <laughs> momentum like no other. It was just badly timed. I hope he paid a pretty penny for that. Come on, bro. This is about the callers. This is about the nation. We are about to embark on the Bengals' showdown. And the curse of Bo Jackson is going to get lifted tomorrow. They owe us. You, you went there, Raider Mike. You went I there. always will. I watched that live. I'm like, this dude was about to break every Jim Brown record. What, OJ? I don't care who your name is. If that wouldn't have happened, he would have been the best back in history. Yeah, and, and you know, um, it, it, did, it, it didn't even look at it like anything serious at the time. That was the whole irony. Of oh, the no, whole thing, it was too. just weird. It's yep. just how it planted on the ground just right and just jacked him. And he still played baseball. That, that's how badass he was. Yes, but no doubt about it. What... Has, I'm going to say it to D again. This team has momentum. D, DeMond, does not believe in momentum. The A's, I 20 be... years ago, 20 games in a row. If hey, by the way, that... uh, our good friend uh, 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 Shashi um, uh, on Twitter um, and uh, Jaram, uh, I hope I pronounced that name right. Uh, you can, you know how to, how to reach me to let me know the uh, pronunciation. But he brought up a great point, you guys. Um, uh, uh, Justin Herbert completed only 53% of his passes uh, on Sunday. It seems like, you know, he had this phenomenal game, which he did. Uh, but it was because of those six or seven on fourth downs. But But aside from that, the Raiders played... Herbert pretty darn good. He was just Michael Jordan on fourth downs, for crying out loud. You don't expect that to happen again. That was just one of those moments in sports that I think we're all going to remember. And you tip your cap to, uh, to, to Herbert for being as phenomenal as he was on those downs. But otherwise, the Raiders did a pretty good job on Justin Herbert. If they could repeat that, take out the fourth downs, of course, um, against against uh, Burrow, I think they're going to be in a really good position uh, to win this game. Appreciate the call, Raider Mike. We're going to go right back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Silver Fury is on the line. How you doing, Silver Fury? Hey, Benny. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? <laughs> doing great. I get to follow the great Raider Mike. Sweet. Hey, like Mike was. <laughs> hey, hey, like he was saying, I was at that game. I was 20 years old, living in Huntington Beach. I've only been down there a couple of years, and I spent the entire season going to the memorial, uh, going to, um, uh, you know, sorry, thinking of the, the memorial the field Coliseum. where the Raiders playing. Yeah, the Coliseum, thank you. And uh, I was paying like 15 bucks a ticket. No one was even going the beginning of the season. I walk up, 
$15 ticket from some scalper. Place is half empty. And as they won, it got more full. But I was at that game. It was it was crazy because Bo came off the field. No one even knew what was going on. It wasn't until after the game we found out how bad he was hurt. But, um, yeah, so anyways, hey, uh, thoroughly stoked. Cannot wait. Um, I've been waiting all week. I didn't even think I was going to get to call in. But just real quick, uh, what my expectations are. You know, I try not to be a homer, try to be optimistic. But, you know, I just – I. I don't see the, the Raiders losing tomorrow, right? The, uh, the, the What they have going right now, these last four games, this isn't even the same team. I mean, the NFL analysts, they can't even keep up with what they're talking about because they're talking about this team like it's the middle of the season. This isn't the same team. In my opinion, we got one of the deepest secondaries in the playoffs right now. These guys are playing strong. And, yeah, it's like you said, if you take out the fourth downs, they're – Dude, they made the Chargers theoretically punt like five times in that game. They just kept getting those fourth down calls. So I expect tomorrow, um, I expect the uh, the D line to to do what they did against the Chargers. Pretty much, I expect them to hold them in check for like two and a half quarters. I do believe the Bengals are going to get on at some point, but I'm really hoping that our offense puts enough points on the board so uh, the Bengals are going to be in catch up mode. Thirty three twenty three is my walk off score. No Carlson this time. Um, that's you know that that that's the thoughts on this whole thing. Thoroughly stoked. 2002 was my last playoff run in the Oco, so this is a it's going to be good stuff, Benny. Stay warm, my friend, and uh, and pray for uh, dry and cold tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, there will be snow tomorrow. From what I'm told, the uh, the, the um, storm went in another direction, so uh, a break for the Raiders in that regard. It's supposed to be about 32 degrees. 32 degrees, about a nine-mile-per-hour uh, wind. Um, I think that's something that the Raiders are going to be okay with. Uh, and I'm with you. I think that front four uh, or whoever, however the Raiders um, manipulate the pass rush, whether they mix in some some blitzes or just try to get it uh, done with the front four, I think it's vital that they get on Joe Burrow. This is not a great offensive line for the Bengals. He has been sacked quite a bit this year. Uh, I think that works to a Raiders' strength. Uh, and I think as a result, especially in a game like this, as locked in as that secondary is going to be and as intent on Joe Burrow will be uh, to make some plays, I wouldn't rule out that he might cough one up here or there uh, in, a, in a turnover. You know, guys sometimes are just so wired uh, to do whatever they have to do to make a big play that it can work against them some uh, sometimes. And I think the, the combination of the Raiders pass rush with Joe Burrow and his moxie and uh, how things are going on the back end of the Raiders' defense, I wouldn't rule out uh, a turnover uh, in that regard. Enjoy the game, Silver Fury, Fury, uh, and, uh, and and get a nice uh, night of sleep tonight uh, and be rested up for the game tomorrow. Raider Ruben in Vegas. How you doing, Raider Ruben? What's going on, Vinny? How you guys doing, man? Doing good, man. How about you? I'm good, brother. Hey. Just real quick, I don't want to dwell on it too long. I'm going to jump on Raider Mike's uh, back and say, hey, absolutely, you got to start rethinking that Dr. Odell segment because uh, his politics are a little off. I remember two weeks ago, real quick, I'll go in depth. Uh, two weeks ago, he started complaining about the masks in the airlines and all the masks going to the TSA. And what happened the following week? Thousands and thousands of flights got canceled because airlines got cooped. So... Let's let's have them stop the politicking. Anesthesiologists left Nevada not because they couldn't afford Nevada; they left Nevada because the money was out somewhere else, and it was they were paying better somewhere else. But going back to the game, Raiders, 
happen. Defense is going to swarm. Defense is going to give the offense the ball. Derek Carr's just got to protect it. BDC in the pocket. Give it to Josh. Give it to Hunter. Give it to Zay. Give it to Waller. Move the ball. First down. Burn that clock. Score some points. Every opportunity that the defense gets that ball from the Bengals, the Raiders got to put points on the board. And I'm talking more than just three points. We got to score some touchdowns. And we're going to score some touchdowns because I started to see some momentum last game, the last three games, really, the offense being more proficient. We don't need Derek Carter to throw 300-plus yards. We just need them to, hey, consistent drives, nice, sharp passes, the line, open up the holes for Josh. Boom, Richard, get in there, get his. I see a great victory. I'm calling Raiders in the 30, Bengals in the 20s. That's it, baby. Just All right, I, really, I appreciate the call, uh, Raider Ruben. And, you know, uh, as you were uh, uh, mentioning all those names, it's it's kind of been a point that I've been trying to make here recently. And we talk a lot about it on defensively when you talk about, you know, all the various guys that can get it done, that can make a play uh, defensively, whether you're talking about Max or Unique Ngakwe, um, you know, Denzel Perryman, uh, Casey Hayward, uh, Trayvon Morig, um, you know, Nate Hobbs, all of these guys, uh, Divine Diablo now, are capable. You can, you can realistically look at that defense now and say, yeah, there's a bunch of dudes that can make a play when needed. It's not been that way for the Raiders defense for a long time. There were so many weaknesses on this defense that it was just, hey, don't embarrass yourself. Just try to keep this within range and give the offense, you know, a chance. Those days are over. Um, but on the flip side, and you just named all those guys, you know, on, on the offense, I think not having Darren Waller for a little while, as painful as that was for the Raiders, because you you, you don't take a player of that caliber out of the lineup and and not miss and, and not miss him or not feel it. But out of necessity, guys like Zay Jones had to step it up. They had to find a way to run the ball better. And so that, you know, uh, helped Josh Jacobs. Hunter Renfro doing what what he normally does. Even Brian Edwards from time to time, you know, has made plays. And now Zay Jones, obviously, and, and Deshaun Jackson, who I expect um, at some point is going to have a moment and is going to have a game and is going to make an impact. Um, so you look at the offense right now and where it is, there's a plenty of places that they could go to get play, to get production. Um, it's not just a one man band. It's not even just a two man band uh, anymore, both offensively and defensively. There is a, um, a lot of balance, a lot of players that you can count on. And that's what you need in games like this. You need guys to play to their capabilities. And then you need a couple of guys here and there, to go make a play when it has to be made. Um, and and I look at that defense, and there's difference makers now. I look at the offense, there's definitely different difference makers. And I expect Darren Waller, uh, with a game under his belt, uh, is going to uh, probably fit in a little bit more than he did uh, on Sunday against the Chargers. And that's understandable. He had missed a lot of time. Uh, it wasn't going to be just walk out there. And we talked to, to Darren about that uh, this week. And as much as he wanted to press, as much as he wanted to be urgent, as much as he wanted to live in the moment and try to help in a quote-unquote playoff game, he also understood, I still got to try to figure out how to fit back in. There's a process uh, to that. And I feel like Sunday served as that. And the more that game went on, um, the more you started seeing him kind of flex a little bit. And there were those couple of plays where he and Derek just missed. 
Again, understandable given how much time Darren Waller missed. If they can connect on a couple of those tomorrow, again, that just puts the Raiders in such a better position offensively because everything then feeds off of the star player. And that's what this offense is really designed to do uh, is, is feed off of the run game and feed off the big play capability of Darren Waller. And then everybody else in that pecking order just moves up a little bit or uh, is amplified a little bit. And it makes for a very powerful offense when it's clicking and you've got your players out there. uh, It's, it's, it's a formidable offense. They haven't always had that this year. There's been guys that are missing. We know what happened with Henry Aaron Waller was down for five games. The offensive line wasn't really doing uh, a lot for, for, you know, uh, uh, for Josh Jacobs, but now it seems to all be coming together at just the right time. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Charles is in Kentucky, which I can literally see Kentucky from where I sit here in my hotel room right over the Ohio River. How you doing, Charles? Hey, Benny. Good. I'm pumped up, man. After just an emotional season, almost giving up on them, mad at them, love them, feel bad. Now they're now I'm just uh, thankful for them, man. Even if they lose, man, they they gave us a they gave us a heck of a show this year. But I got tickets to the Bengals game. How cold is it down there? Uh, it's supposed to be 32 tomorrow, but it doesn't feel like it's it's not windy. When I was out earlier today, um, it was a can you call it a pleasant 35 degrees? It's when that wind kicks in that it really starts kicking your butt, uh, and it really makes a a difference. But from what I understand. I think it's going to top out around 9, 10 miles per hour. That's not that bad. So um, I think it'll be, uh, you know, anytime you say 32 degrees, you're going, that's pretty damn cold. Uh, but I yeah. think all things considered, it's going to be a pleasant 32 degrees. Well, I wanted to point out a fact, Vinny, that, uh, that the national media really keeps throwing out there that the Raiders have had no rest. They're on short rest. But you know what? The Raiders have played great on no rest. They beat the Broncos on no rest. They beat the Steelers with no rest. They beat the Cowboys with no rest. I think no rest does this team good. Every time they have rest, it seems like something crazy <laughs> happens. You know what? So no rest seems to play in this team's favor, the way I look at it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't think that um, I don't think that, that really plays too much into it. I mean, there's so much adrenaline going on right now. There's so much laser-like focus going on right now that uh, I think that that part of it is almost – I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's meaningless because there is some merit to it, but I don't think it's a factor uh, right now. And, and they, they do a really good job, too. Uh, people need to really kind of uh, understand this. The way they structure their practices now, you know, um, how many times have we talked about just the walkthroughs that they've been going through during the week? Um, when we're not allowed to go out there and, and actually watch a practice, it's because it's not a practice anymore. It's a walkthrough. And they've been doing that for like the last three weeks, if I remember correctly. I don't remember the last time I went out and watched a practice. So it's a lot of above-the-shoulders type stuff that takes care of by everybody's bodies, that takes care of their legs, um, that keeps them in the optimal physical uh, condition to now go out and play on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Now, that, don't take, get me wrong. That was a physical, emotionally draining um, football game on Sunday against the Chargers that had to go into extra period uh, because of the heroics of of, uh, of Justin Herbert. It's bound to take a little bit out uh, of the Raiders, uh, but I think the fact that they it got them into the playoffs and they're riding that high. Um, I think that uh, I think they're going to be okay in that regard. And yeah, I mean, you know, the, the national um, media they're they're going to try to you know uh, take on any any kind of a angle that they can. 
but I don't I don't see that that is a uh, a big factor uh, in, in all of this. So we'll see though. I, Real quick, Vinny, I just want to say this because I've been a Raider fan for over 40 years, and this team, and I know I shouldn't say this, but they remind me a lot of the team that beat the Eagles, who I never thought would make the playoffs, and they get in the Super Bowl. They were never like better than everybody, but they were tougher than everybody. And this team is uncannily, you know, I think they had a four-game losing streak in that in that year, and it just, you know, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to curse us, but they do remind me of that Eagles that Raiders team that beat the Eagles. I mean, you can't name it. There was decent players on there, but you can't name, like, all-stars. But they were just tough. And this team is, reminds me of that a lot. I agree. That's actually a great call. Um, and I've been saying this for a while now. Uh, in some ways, they're um, they're the sum of their parts more than, you know, individually driven. Um so, and that's a good thing. And the, and the ability to fight, the ability to be together, to be connected, um, I think it, it, it really bodes well for them. But that resiliency is just, it, it's, it's so, so, so important. And they're, they're timely and they're making plays at the right time. Somebody rolled off a bunch of stats that it was just like, wow, they're, they're not good in this. They're not good in that. They're bad at their, in third downs. The red zone defense isn't all that good. The red zone offense isn't all that good. But they're, they've won 10 games. Um, and so figuring out ways to win games um, is an art in, a, in, in and of itself. It's been a long time since Raider Nation could be proud of a Raider team that showed that kind of resilience, that, that, was, that was good in that area. And in the playoffs, brother, it is critical to be good in that area. I know players win games, and there's a bunch of players on that team that are good. Uh, and like we said, guys that can make a difference. But when you can collectively be a fighter, a slugger, a boxer, uh, somebody that uh, can take a punch, uh, man, that is worth the weight in gold. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Friday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. All right, who 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 doesn't love dogs uh, out there? We all love dogs. I got a uh, line on some French bulldogs. They're called Frenchies, and if you've ever been interested in French bulldogs, they're one of the more popular dogs on the face of the earth right now because uh, they're just so darn cute, and they're wildly popular dogs, being known for being sleek. Excellent city dogs. They have a playful and intelligent demeanor, and they're known for their adaptability and how much they love people and generally love being near people. Uh, Raider, if you've been interested in a French bulldog, don't have to look very far uh, anymore. Raider puppies are located now in Las Vegas. They are AKC registered. Uh, they've received their cert- certified health certificate. Uh, they've been surrounded by love and attention from day one. Uh, they've socialized. They're great family dogs. They love kids. They love other pets. Um, they're they're everything that you want in a, uh, in a in a great pet. And if you've been interested in, in either buying uh, or shopping for French Bulldogs, call or text at 702-374-5040 for a French Bulldog puppy. That is 702-374-5040. 50 40 ask for mary and i know she's on pins and needles because she's a huge raider fan uh and she's super excited about the game uh, tomorrow and she texted me earlier and said that they're going to win 
And she's been pretty good on her predictions, so I'm just letting you know. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Dino is on the line. How you doing, Dino? Hey, what up, man? This is Dino from Sand Dollar. Uh, What's up, brother? To, I just wanted to quote the great John Madden. He said, don't worry if the horse is blind. Just load the wagon. That's <laughs> and, right. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, momentum is uh, actually a physics equation, and it equals uh, velocity times mass. So right now, we're stacking these wins. These horses are running. They're blind, but wait, that doesn't matter because, like John Madden said, the wagon's loaded. All of a sudden, everybody's a Raider fan. That's okay. We've been here since day one, the real one. And, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, we got a bunch of stallions carrying the carriage, and we're about to take it all the way. Just letting you all know. I agree, uh, Dino. Uh, appreciate uh, the call. Um, and I, I, I think there is momentum. I think there is something to be said uh, about that and getting on a roll here because I could tell you that not that the Raiders ever doubted themselves. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was really impressed throughout the year, throughout the trials and tribulations, throughout some of the, you know, the, the, the valleys that the Raiders kind of found themselves in. There was never even an inkling, not even a thought, not even a curiosity, not even a, hmm, you know, are these guys going to pack it in? Even when they were losing uh, some of those games, I never felt like that. And I certainly never felt like that talking to people that I talked to. Um, There was just a way about this Raider team where they kind of knew that if they could get certain things straightened out, they could beat anybody in the NFL. When you look at all the losses this year, there was a common thread. There was a common theme. It was just bad penalties, a turnover here or there, um, and just kind of sloppy play. A lot of it, not to take anything away from anybody but that beat the Raiders this year, a lot of it was self-inflicted. And when you can honestly analyze yourself uh, and yourself being the Raiders and say, you know what, this isn't a talent thing. This is on the guys in that locker room and how games are approached and how games are played and how efficiently games are played. That was all that really needed to be cleaned up to get them to where they are right now. When they do, we've talked about this so many times, the good version of the Raiders can play with and beat anybody in the NFL. We haven't seen the other version of the Raiders for a little while now. And that's a a good thing. We'll see who shows up tomorrow. I'd be shocked if it was anything other than the really good version of the Raiders. Damon, you got something to say, brother? Uh, Yes, I do, but not about the game, but where you can watch the game at. Tomorrow, you can join Clay Baker for a Raider watch party at Rocky's Bar and Grill on Maryland Parkway. There will be food and drink specials. And if you show up in a Raider jersey, you get the first draft on the house. All you got to do is show up when a Raider jersey, you get a free glass of beer. How cool is that? And that is Clay Baker from the Morning Tailgate, of course, Rocky's Bar and Grill on Maryland Parkway. There you go. If you if there was any more incentive needed to go watch a game at a great place, uh, there's uh, there might be some free beer involved uh, if you get there at the right time. Uh, Damon, I'm going to ask you, brother, where are you leaning tomorrow? Oh, I got the Raiders winning it. I think that this is the game where I said it earlier it's with Q. It's not about the X's and O's. It's the Jimmy and Joe's because this is the game. These teams, both teams on on their schemes, their coordinators, they do what they do. 
This isn't like how Belichick, you know, like, oh, a certain quarterback, he'll scheme up a whole different defense. Neither of these teams are going to do that with their coaching staffs. They are who they are. So I think it's just yeah. going to come down to the players, the players executing. I agree. Uh, I can't make a prediction. Uh, I just cover the team. Um, but I do. I will say this. Um, if the if the good version of the Raiders show up, uh, I think Raider Nation has a chance to be really happy uh, at some point uh, tomorrow night. I want to say thanks to uh, all of our guests this week. Uh, I want to say thanks to uh, Lincoln Kennedy, our great co-host, uh, who's probably somewhere in Cincinnati right about now, chilling at the hotel. Uh, I want to say thanks to Demond Cotton for everything that he does. I want to say thanks to Q Myers again for having my back yesterday. Ooh, it was a rough one, man. But uh, I'm glad I got the booster. I feel protected now. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll be back at it. No show on Monday because of uh, uh, the Monday night football game between uh, the Rams and the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So whatever happens, we'll be back at it on Tuesday to talk about it. Hang in there, Raider Nation. Game time is almost here. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy the game.